The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 105.9, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, sponsored by Advocate Healthcare and Athletical Physical Therapy. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Eberflus, Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 105.9 WBBM, a wonderful Chicago-style, I got to say Chicago-style season-opening victory at Soggy Soldier Field yesterday, Matt, on 19-10 over the visiting Niners. How did it feel, and good evening to you. It was, it was great. You know, I really enjoyed uh, the moment. You know, after the game with the players, um, just, you know, reflecting on how, how hard they worked during the course of the week and how they, you know, performed during the game. And, you know, it was a gritty performance. And the guys just pulled tighter and tighter together as, as the game went on. So, and, you know, it's a credit to the coaches and their preparation uh, during the course of the week. And also, you know, their halftime adjustments, what they what they did and adjusted to the weather and adjusted to what we were seeing on the field. So, just the hats off to the whole group. Yeah, Justin Fields remarked after the game in an interview I saw, he said it felt like he was in a movie. I don't know if you've talked to him about this, but I could picture it, you know, one of those football movies from high school and it's muddy and it's raining and whatnot, but uh, the torrential rain of the fourth quarter certainly set that scene. Uh, but he played the part very well in that movie, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. He's a he's a special guy, you know, and uh, you could see that he was he was just unbelievable with him. You know, being able to extend plays and create things on his own when things break down. And, and uh, it, w- it was uh, fun to watch. Also, you know, the end of game, uh, the slip and slide, whatever, however you want to describe it, a backyard, kids having fun, uh, but adult kids doing it This in this case. But that's a forever moment because I don't know if you've seen the still shot photos of it. They're plastered everywhere. That moment's never going away. For you either, your staff, that is a snapshot for the rest of their lives. Yeah, you know, those things, those moments are just spontaneous. They just happen. You know, it's out of pure joy um, for winning the football game and, and, and the elements and how fun it was for everybody to take part of that. And they just did it. And they all just said, hey, we're going to go do a slip and slide. It was, it was uh, fun to watch. And boy, Justin's was perfect, man. You're talking about he was spread eagle perfect, yeah. sliding all the way in well, there. He's a good athlete. Yes. You know, so he's a performer for sure. Well, the performance included 19 unanswered points in that second half, uh, two touchdown passes. You had the Khalil Herbert uh, touchdown run and Eddie Jackson interception. That was awful big, too, and a big shared third down sack by Roquan and, and Dominique Robinson. Those are the headlines. There's hidden highlights uh, along the way, but right. just – Put all that into context for us, and then maybe throw us some hidden highlights in that game that we're maybe not focusing on after you watch the tape. Yeah, I mean, you know, I told the players in the night before that, you know, it's going to come down to six or seven plays, and, and those are the plays you just described that were the plays, you know, that we talked about the night before. But you also have to perform in the plays, the other plays, and you never know when those six or seven plays are going to come. You don't know if it's going to be play one. It could be play 72. It could be play 42. That's why the cycle of the snap, our foundation, is so important that we play, you know, full speed, you know, aggressive, smart football every single play, and then good things happen, and that's what happened there. And really, just to answer your second part of the question, the highlight of that would be when Dante Pettis caught that football across the field. You had EQ come all the way across the field to block for the touchdown. You know, and uh, Dante set it up, and EQ came all the way over and made that final block, and, and there it was. But that's just 
goes about you know our principles of how you hustle and play with great intensity, and he certainly showed that on that play. Yeah, we're going to talk about EQ even later in the show on his touchdown catch. That was my favorite design play of the game. We'll get into that later in the show. It was an upset in the Vegas world. Of course, you don't live in that world. The players and coaches don't live in that world. Uh, this belief in each other, I think, has grown maybe quicker than most, maybe even the players feeling that. Even a comment made, I think it was Tevin Jenkins actually after the game, said everything Coach Eberflus has been telling us is coming true. Well, you know, it's when the guys uh, work hard together, you know, and, and put something out there, which they did, you know, all the, way, the, last, the last seven months in training camp. They've always done, you know, put everything out there, done everything we've asked them to do, and there's a bond that happens there. And that's what you're seeing, you know, and guys are held to a standard. They're starting to hold themselves to our standard, and uh, that's a reflection of the game the other day. Uh, you've indicated that it takes a long time to watch tape the way you guys grade the tape. At this point, because I, I don't know how you operate every single day at, uh, during the regular season, so how many times have you watched it? Have you watched it once, or do you go back? How many times do you go back through it, and how long does it take? It takes a while because, you know, when I watch the tape, it's it's 156 plays. So I got, I watch continuous. So I'll start with you know, it's the way the game goes. So the, you know, the kicking and then offense and then punt and then defense. And I watch it all the way through so I can get the flow of the game uh, just for more of a game management style uh, to watch it that way. But on every play, I'm watching effort. You know, I'm watching the intensity. I'm watching how we're, how we're taking care of the ball and how we're, you know, really get, take, you know, getting after the football on defense. And then if we're playing smart, you know, in terms of being aggressive and being smart. So it takes a while. You know, I got in here this morning at around 6, uh, started watching the tape, and then I was done at around 10, 10.30. So it took me a while to watch it, but uh, that's what we're here to do. Yeah, We're here to have the standards, and we're here to uh, make sure we don't walk by a mistake and make sure that uh, we're grading the guys the right way so they can get the feedback they need to get better. All right, let's get into some of what happened yesterday. Let's talk the running game because there was a commitment. Certainly, the weather contributed to that 37. We love that here in Chicago. Uh, the 99 yards also is significant. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a good number. It's, 100, it's almost 100 yards. It's not what you want yards per carry. But in these conditions and the commitment to it, would you say it was a successful day? Yeah, and I think that the weather dictated that. You know, on both sides of the ball, we, you know, both teams ran the ball the same amount of times. You know, so it's, uh, you know, a commitment that you have to have when the weather's like that. And you got to be able to be good at it. You know, you got to be good at stopping the run and running the ball. And we certainly need to improve on both sides, both sides of the ball in that regard. We're going to really work hard on that this week. Five first downs by penalty. Now, the commitment uh, of the, the committed penalties were San Francisco, 12 of them for 99 yards also. But your players and how they're using their technique and how they're performing also contribute to drawing those penalties. So I would imagine that's a huge win for you. Yeah, I mean, penalties are always a big part of it. That's not beating yourself, you know, and you can play inside the whistle, you know, make sure, you know, snap the whistle and play aggressive style and still get your job done. And uh, we're always talking about that. We had a, the officials in for training camp a lot of times. Uh, we played our guys a lot in preseason uh, for that reason, and we want to play clean football, and it showed on Sunday. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Here's the snap. And on the read option, it gives left to Samuel. He bounces inside. He fumbled the football. Bears have taken it away. 
and under his arm, Jaquan Brisker, the safety. Force fumble, Jalen Johnson recovered by Brisker. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus here until 8 o'clock tonight as we get ready for the Green Bay Packers later in the show. First defensive series, and wouldn't you know it, a forced fumble to stop the drive in the red zone. Jalen Johnson pulling a peanut punch, and Charles Timlin was there yesterday as one of the honorary captains enjoying the show. Had to make him happy to see that and the recovery by Jaquan Brisker. It's what you've been preaching, and you'll preach until the cows come home, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good play. Uh, you know, we were in a shell coverage there, and, you know, Jalen had force on, on the defense in terms of the run play, and he ended up reaching there and punching it out. And then Jaquan was the apex player, you know, playing the half part of the field, and he ended up recovering it. And uh, we had some good pursuit. You know, Roquan was pursuing the ball as well. We had some good pursuit inside out. But uh, it was a nice play. You know, it could, there's a couple of things that could we could do a little bit better on that play. But, uh, you know, we'll talk to the players about that details. But uh, uh, but we got the fumble recovery on that one. Right, because in the end, that's, that's truly what you care about is the finish. Yes, yep. Finish. And that's what uh, that's really goes to the coaches. You know, we in all of our drills, we have a start to every drill. And we have a finish to every drill. We make sure that guys finish the right way. And uh, they certainly did that on that play. Does your Bears fandom go beyond the game? Enter to win a trip to the Super Bowl at NFL.com slash fan of the year or Chicago Bears dot com. This is the Bears coaching show on WBBM. Jeff Joniak and Coach Eberflus. All right, let's take uh, Eddie Jackson's diving interception and 26 yard return. It was significant, but more than just for the impact of this game, for him as a person, it's been eating at him for a long time. That was his first one in 31 games. He, he's only had two in the last 47. You know, he's had some taken away or whatever, but the exuberance at which I saw with my own eyes and sat down with him last week for an interview we're going to run later this week on Bears Game Day Live on Fox, uh, it's just that he feels he's going to have the best year of his career, and it's because of the positions that you guys have designed to put him in. Yeah, and it's really, uh, you know, him. He's really working his, his tail off. He's really got himself in great shape. Um, he looks fantastic. He looks fast. He's quick. And that's how he's been practicing. And he's put the work in, you know, in training camp all the way through. And uh, he put himself in that position. And he has that confidence because of the work he puts out on the practice field. You know, in that particular play, he ended up dropping in. He was a robber. Um, to that defense, and they end up running an inside breaking route, and he happened to be right there, read the quarterback's eye, stepped right in front of it, you know, popped up off the ground before he was touched, and had a nice return of 26 yards to the 21 yard line. And uh, we got to do a little bit better job blocking for him um, on that return, but uh, we'll get with our players on that. But it was a uh, it was nice job by him, right? Because I, I gave him that moniker in his first two years of Quick Six Jackson, so. He's always hunting for the end zone. Roquan Smith, how did he perform first time? It's first time you're looking at him uh, in a regular season game as a weak side linebacker and a 4-3 defense. Yeah, I think he did well. He did well for the first time coming out. Uh, there's a lot of action in there. and There's a lot of plays to be made uh, in that position. And he led our team in tackles and, and you know had that half a sack and did a nice job getting some, you know, defending the pass. And, um, you know, I think he's got a great opportunity at the end of the game. If that's if it's not so wet, you know, because the ball was really high on that, I think he probably picks that. Um, so he's going to have his opportunities. That's a hot spot in our defense, and we got the right guy there for us. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, given a blue sky day, would that have been potentially a tip pass? The ball's probably heavy from the water, whatnot, even to the secondary or by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he knows he can make that play, and he should have made the play, but he's uh, de- definitely going to be chomping at the bit to get his first one here coming soon. You know, just this popped in my head because uh, Erlacher uh, – in the lovey version of this defense, the Mike down the pike, uh, something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, is Morrow have that same kind of moniker, the Mike down the pike? Yeah, you, you like that term. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it is good, and yeah, he he will have some of that, and we change that up. We need, you know, who carries those guys down the vertical? We change that up as we go, but that's been adjusted over the years. But uh, certainly, Morrow would have that job. All right, others, because I know this feeds. Uh, feed your um, desires is just getting your hands on the ball. So the to the near side, Kyler broke on a ball. Travis Gibson just tipped the pass. Could that have been an interception if that pass hadn't been deflected? Yeah. Because he broke on I, it well, quickly. I think it still should be intercepted because, okay. yeah, I think uh, we have to have the ability to track the ball if it moves because obviously we're going to get some tip passes in there, and we have drills that, that uh, replicate that. And uh, so he's worked on that in practice, and he, we expect him to make that play. All right, your corners, by my math, I don't know if you guys adjust what is given in the postgame statistics for defensive tackles and whatnot. You guys may have your own, but I, I counted up 16 by the corners, the three corners, Kendall Vildor and Jalen and uh, Brisker, Gordon, Johnson, all with tackles for loss. So a very active day. You're expecting these corners to be physical tacklers. Yeah, you know our saying. I'm sure this will be like Mike, Mike down the pike here, but yeah. there's no there's no house guests. Yes, you know, in our yes. defense, so that means that everybody tackles. You know, everybody runs, everybody tackles in our defense, and that's including the corners. And we work on it every single Wednesday, every Thursday, and that's an important piece to our, our success. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show featuring Matt Eberflus on Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, 105.9 WBBM. Snap back, stunt picked up it. up front. Eric Armstead being shoved out of the way, circling out of it, pivoting to set up a throw. Wide open near side. Pass is caught. There's Pettis to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the end zone! Wow! Justin Fields to a wide open Dante Pettis and fires a 51-yard catch and run touchdown. Backyard ad-lib football with Fields using his legs to buy time. Scanning the field comes all the way back to the near side to find an uncovered Dante Pettis. Your big highlight, a 51-yard touchdown. And as Coach Eberflus mentioned earlier in the show, a terrific block by Equiminius St. Brown. That's a sweet six right there, and a fire starter for your football team. Yeah, it really was. It was a momentum shifter for sure, and what great vision by Justin to be able to roll, you know, get out of the pocket there and create that space for himself, and then to have the vision to see all the way across the field uh, to a wide-open Dante Pettis. And like we said, uh, EQ did a great job of, of coming across the field and making that touchdown block, um, and that was really exciting. And the setup by Dante to, to veer back inside to buy himself a little more space to get to the near pylon. That was also a nice job on his run. How, how did you evaluate how Justin handled the defensive front of the 49ers, the read options, those type of things? Yeah, he did a really good job. That's a great front. I mean, you got Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw. There's some really good guys, you know, Werner in, in terms of the linebacker. That's one of the, some of the, you know, yeah. I would say probably the top, one of the top five defenses fronts in football. So, um, I thought our, guy, our guys did well, uh, certainly in the second half. We did a lot better. You know, the keepers and all that really is, you know, that's a threat that he has. He, he's able to do that with his feet, and you can certainly see feel his speed on the field there a lot of times, you know, him taking up grass and him doing a great job of getting to the sideline and protecting himself. I don't have all the quotes in front of me, but I read an article in The Athletic, Steve Young to the San Francisco uh, reporters out there talking about how you know, he's a mobile quarterback, and all he wanted to do was run at first – First look, and you know, he didn't see it. Boom, he's going to go. And the great Sid Gilman actually took him aside in the USFL and tied his 
feet together so that he would force himself to throw from the pocket and, 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 and throw guys open. And that changed his whole career because he did struggle in Tampa Bay when he first came in the league and he was very erratic back there. And, and you may recall some of these um, discussions you know, over the course of your football life. But because it was brought up because of the two quarterbacks they were facing off, two guys right. that have to learn that you know the effectiveness of pulling the trigger from the pocket. When that happened, he became a much better overall quarterback and then became even more dangerous with his legs. Do you find truth in that here moving forward? Uh, yeah, I really believe that uh, yesterday he made good decisions. You know, Justin did a nice job of dropping back, going through his progression, and then when he felt the rush, he escaped by using his feet. And that, to me, is what you're supposed to do. You know, a lot of quarterbacks don't have that option. Yeah. You know, they don't have the option. They're in there, and if guess what? If it breaks down, they're, they're in there. You know, and they get sacked and take the sack. So I thought he did a nice job of feeling that as the game went on, of when to use his feet and use them wisely, and then stay out of harm's way. And he did that. Yeah, I, I was not even referring just his performance yesterday, but bigger picture. Yeah, they always say, you know, hey, until a quarterback can pull the trigger from the pocket and be a pocket passer first, you know, that that's when you know you got a really good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I always look at situational football. Yeah. You know, when the quarterback operates, you know, in third down, two-minute, you know, to win the game for you, that's when you're operating from the pocket, and that's what the greats have done over the course of the years. That's when I believe you think, you know, you know you have a good one. The, the crazy thing about yesterday, too, your top weapons, Darnell Mooney and, and Cole Komet, you had to combine four targets, I think, in the game. But, you know, eight different guys were, were throwing the football, but right. you only threw, you know, 17 passes. So – it's you can't evaluate that it is what it is it's what dictated yeah i mean it was the weather yeah I mean, you know it was it was tough for both teams to move the football and uh, the weather dictated that yesterday play of the offensive line i mean this was supposed to be the the topic uh how did they play how did they do I they, what you said of a great front yeah it, it was you know again they're playing with some some the best in football at some spots there and uh i thought they handled it well you know they operated well as a group they played together the five out there played together really well uh, during the course of the game and again, it's like every other position. We got lots of things to work on. We got to keep working, keep getting better with the coach. And uh, we'll do that this week with uh, Chris Morgan. As promised, Bosa played both sides. I think his first six or so yeah. were on the on the right tackle. And I think I, 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 my math's not great, but I think 30 on one side and 25 or 27 on the other. Right. Right. So that, yeah, that's by design. Yeah, you know, that's that's smart because you're trying to bring chips to them and you're trying to thump them on the outside a little bit to slow them down, um, bluff them, thump them, and do those types of things. And they do that really uh, to to mix it up so you can't pick a side. And I got to throw your tight ends in there too because you did have you know too tight sometimes on that side uh, dealing with Bosa. How'd they perform? Yeah, they did well. They did well. I thought Ryan, you know, and Cole both did a nice job. Uh, they played physical. And uh, they did a nice job at that point of attack, helping us out. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus is sponsored by Verizon, Bet Rivers, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. I formation under center. Fields takes and fakes with time. Lofts to an open. Epimenia safe route to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! He feathered it in there beautifully. Equimenius grabbed it in the end zone. And a touchdown, Bears, for the lead. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. Matt Eberflus here on the Bears Coaches Show. Just heard Justin to Equimenius St. Brown. I love this one. It was Justin could have easily thrown it to Pringle, I would imagine, and run in the end zone. But perfect, perfect touch on the throw to EQ in the end zone. Break it down better than I just did because that was my favorite play in terms of design. 
No, it was a really good play, and it was a bunch set, you know. So they they got confused a little bit, I believe, uh, with who was picking up who, and I think they just let EQ go, you know. Um, and I'm not quite sure if it was a match coverage or a man coverage. If it was a match coverage, it would be the corner that had to sink back and take that guy. And if it was man, the guy just got lost in the shuffle. The guy, you know, standing over EQ. So, you know, we looked at it a couple different ways, and but there you go again for where Justin. The deep ball. I mean, he throws a, a just a fabulous deep ball, and he put it right on the money. And uh, what a great catch, a great throw, great protection, and all around nice job by the, the offensive staff and the offense. The touch is important. You, you, you know, you got to have different speeds on your pitches. Right. No right. Doubt. You do. And yesterday was harder to do that because, you know, you had wind and rain at times. And it was a soggy uh, mess out there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, to throw that ball accurately like that, uh, you know, was was a beautiful throw. The wind definitely picked up over the course of the game, did it not? Yeah, it sure did. It came. It was coming from our backside, so it was really okay. going left to right. Um, and you could feel that coming in the second half. We certainly had to adjust to that, but it was uh, it was definitely blowing in the second half. I mentioned uh, our promo here for for fans to get seats. Uh, they packed the place yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to thank the fans, you know, for sticking it out there, man. It was really coming down in the fourth quarter, and I look up there, and there's still full house, and they're still screaming on third down. And that was my first real experience in the in a game. You know, we played a preseason game there before, but it's not like anything like the regular season. I just want to thank the fans because the, the education of those guys went to be loud, and uh, they were awesome. And I can't thank them enough. And we need we need that more. We're going to get that more here. So we're excited about that. And uh, it was it was fun. Yeah, they love the elements. And you couldn't see this, I would imagine, but the different areas of the stadium there were waterfalls. It was coming down. So fans, you know, taking their shirts off, enjoying the free shower. Yeah, uh, Mother Nature go. provided it added to the aesthetics of the moment. Earlier in the show, I wanted to circle back here in our remaining moments in this segment. The rookies made a lot of noise in this one from Kyler to Brisker, to Robinson, to Braxton Jones, Jalen Jones on special teams. Yep. Uh, and you got to say, you, you know, your punter, Trenton Gill, he had a big, big job here to, to put that ball down on uh, the, the kicks and to deal with whatever was coming at him in the punt game. Yeah, we're, we were so pleased with all the rookies. I mean, you know, Ryan Poles and his staff obviously did an awesome job of evaluating these guys, not only for their athletic ability, but the maturity. Those guys that step in there in an NFL game and perform the way they did. They have to have, you know, maturity, you know, to their game as well as at the athletic ability to perform in an NFL game. So uh, hats off to those guys, the coaches, you know, to really preparing those guys and, you know, making sure that the moment wasn't too big for them. And they soaked it all in and they performed. And, and all, all those guys did a really nice job for us in that victory. Nice word there, soaked, because it could, yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to the towel. Yeah, exactly. What I, I had never heard of it. Tom had never heard of it. Jay Hilgenberg and Jim Schwartz, uh, you know, we were teasing them that, yeah, sure, you knew it. They, they, they said they knew the, the rule. Explain it. Were you aware of it? I had never heard of this in my yeah, entire it's, career. It's really a rule where, you know, for, designed for the snow. You're not supposed to take anything out there. You can clear away, you know, anything like with your hand or your foot, but you can't take an object out there and, and clear it away. And that's just a rule that was put in a couple years back. And the officials are really supposed to stop you from doing it oh. to, to make sure you don't get the penalty. Say, oh, you can't do that, you know, so and then stop you from doing it. Um, but I think by the time they looked over there, they were already patting the ground with a the towel. They called the penalty. So uh, right or wrong, it was, it was the penalty that was called. We did it. We were, it was a mistake by us, and uh, we got to learn from it. 
The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Two receivers left, back to throw. Four-man rush, pressure coming, ripping him up and bringing him down. Down he goes, Dominic Robinson, a rookie out of Miami of Ohio. Sacks Trey Lance on third and eight. And that's a loss of seven and a mighty big one. Kickoff tailgating season with a league-leading lineup at your local Jewel Asco. Get everything from chips and dips to wings and other things in one quick trip. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. We just heard Miami of Ohio rookie Dominique Robinson uh, get his first NFL sack. He also said, and then you combined with Roquan on the second one, against Trent Williams, who did not give up a sack last year. One of the all-time greats and nine-time consecutive pro bowler. But he said he picked up some tells. He told a report he picked up some tells on, on Williams' seven tackles on top of it yeah he he performed well and you know we always we have our sayings that you know you know defeat your man you know that's gonna be the winner it's basically win your one-on-one matchups you know he studied and did a great job with that and that sack that he had with Roquan really was a, a deep set you know by the tackle and he did a great job of what we call level rushing meaning that he, he gets to the level of the quarterback's drop now the quarterback's inside rather than just running around and the tackle push you by you now level back inside, and that's what he did. He leveled back inside and made that sack, and it was a really smart rush by him. And on the one against McGlinchey, winning with his hand fighting, knocked those away, cut across his face, boom, to the quarterback. Yeah, that, that one there was really nice because he, he sold the vertical move initially, and he set out wide, and then he was able to side scissor, side swipe inside, okay, make, make an inside move, and then show, obviously, the strong hands that he has to be able to get the quarterback down with one hand. Kylie Gordon's got a lot of responsibilities when you when you talk about nickel. It's yep. one of the key ones. How, how did that go yesterday? It was good. It was good. You know, we end up uh, you know he ended up making a lot of tackles. Um, you know, made a nice play on the screen against Samuel. That was a really nice play. Um, you know, we wish he could have one play back on the one on the uh, big box fade. You know, to start yep. the third quarter. But he'll learn from that. You know, we got to play these rookies. You know, and they they all perform r- really well, and they're going to have a mistake here and there. And it's just we got to learn from it, put it in our file, and and uh, and learn and grow every single week with these guys. What what is the teaching point on that one? It was the forty one yarder to Juwan James? It's just eyes, his eyes. You know, he's got to have his eyes. We always say, you know, uh, alignment assignment key, and the key part is where your eyes are and why are they there. So we just got to do a great job with our eyes in that particular play. Overall, and I didn't know this until this morning. To be honest, I I didn't study uh, Trey Lance's numbers, uh, but I was keenly interested how he was going to perform from a completion percentage point of view. Then you throw the weather into it, and forty six percent completion percentage. That also speaks to the way you guys uh, made it difficult for him and a fifty quarterback rating. Mm -hmm. Overall, a dangerous guy with his legs and a big powerful arm. But there was some question about what his. accuracy might be especially in the short to intermediate game yeah i mean i think our, our really our, it starts with our front you know so we always say rush and cover cover and rush and and uh it goes hand in hand but it all starts with the rush and i think our rush did a nice job you know travis smith's our d-line coach uh, he's a disciple of rod marinelli so he understands you know the rush lanes and how to rush you know opposite the center slide and and uh, we, we did a solid job in the first time getting pressure on the quarterback. Did the interior push make it difficult on him at times? That pocket started to get really tight. He didn't know if he should eject or if he had room to eject. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, you know, it's four equals one for us. So all four D linemen equals one. we got to be have a coordinated rush together, and those guys did a nice job uh, yesterday. Uh, a word on the uh, safety of the 49ers. I thought he played a heck of a game. It's hard to say his name, but Talanoa. Yeah. 
Hufanga uh, out of USC. He doesn't look like Troy Palomalu or anything, but he certainly plays with that kind of hair-on-fire mentality, it looks like. He, he was getting places. Yeah, he's an aggressive player, and uh, he, he's, you know, he's played, he played well yesterday for sure, and he's an exciting guy to watch. Let's listen to what happened in the locker room after the game. Two game balls. One to the head coach. First down with me. How did that make you feel when your quarterback gave you a game ball, gave one to Ryan Poles as well? It was captured on tape. It's been all over social media today. It was a wonderful moment. Tell me how you feel about it. No, it was special. It was. It was, you know, you get your first victory um, as an NFL head coach, you know, and then you have your quarterback give you a game ball. That, that to me, is special in front of the group. And it was an exciting time because we just got done celebrating the victory together. And uh, that moment will last forever in my memory. And also the people in your life that mean a lot to you. Uh, one of them, Gary Pinkle, a former college coach. Yep. Uh, what did that mean to greet you off the sideline with a great big hug? No, it was great. It was it was fun to have him there. I had Coach Pinkle uh, there for me. Uh, Rod Marinelli was there as well. Uh, Pat Guchardo, my head high school coach uh, from Whitmer High School, was there. You know, and Tom Amstutz, who was also the head coach at Toledo, was my position coach there. Um, had all four of those guys there and their families uh, to the game, and uh, it was just fat. it was just so so great uh, to be able to see those guys before and after the game, and uh, I'll cherish that moment forever. All right, a look ahead to the Green Bay Packers. Our final segment coming up here on the Bears Coaches Show. The Bears Coaches Show continues exclusively on the home of the Bears, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, 105.9 WBBM. Snap to Fields, handing off Herbert. Blockers up front. Redirects left into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Khalil Herbert, 19-10. Good guys. Khalil Herbert rushing for the touchdown. A nice performance by the second-year running back. Nine carries and 45 yards. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Our final segment with Coach Eberflus after the 19-10 win over the 49ers. In moments, we'll start to look at that team up north, the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about Khalil. He's got some juice to him. Yeah, he does. I really like his style. You know, he's got a really good lean to it, and he's got great cut ability. He's got really good vision, and you saw that yesterday. And, uh, you know, the touchdown run was, was there. You know, you saw the, the vision to be able to take it back door and cut it back. And uh, I told him when he got off the sideline, it's a really good run, great vision, and he's always got his shoulders down, which is, which is good for a runner. Winning is really hard in this league, as you know. I don't need to tell you that, uh, but it's a cliche that others, uh, especially analysts and fans, they, they, they don't really want to hear that. They just want to win, but it's hard. It's hard. So, uh, but you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy it when it happens. But it, it is quick. And I don't know what your philosophy or sayings are regarding that. I know it's probably a 24-hour rule and let's go. But but what is it? And how do you frame it? And how do you now build yeah. off this foundation brick? Yeah, no doubt. And and we do have a 24-hour rule. So we bring the players in after the game on Monday. So they're working on Monday. We have a team meeting at 11 and we review the game, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. We pass out awards, game balls, all the things that you do when you win. And then we say, hey, guys, it's 24 hours. And the 24-hour rule really for, for a couple reasons is that as a player, you have to get yourself to a point for the game that's going to be a lot higher than practice. So your intensity has to be so high for that. The 24-hour rule is there for you to now look at your performance, get better, but then it's also to decompress and come back down because you can't live your life up at game level the whole time. Game is Games are games, right? So then we have to come back down. Start looking at the opponent, the next opponent, 
and then get our preparation on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and then we'll work into our 48-hour preparation where we're getting ourselves back up to game time. So really I'm talking about the cycle of the week. You know, we always talk about cycle of the snap, which you have to do during the game, but you have to have that rhythm of the week so you can get consistent play out of your performers. Do you take the same advice? As a I head do. Coach. Yes. I do take the same advice because you have to be up for the game. You got to be laser focused. You got to be on point with what you're doing with your calls, and then you have to be able to come back down 24 hours later, start getting in preparation mode again, uh, starting on you know into Monday, into Tuesday, and all the way through the week. Were you pleased with the entire operation from a coaching perspective? Headsets. Play calling. There didn't seem to be any slow, no, was, not even with the circumstances. No, it was good. It was good. You know, there's always things that we can improve on, maybe be a little bit quicker, a little bit smoother, and we certainly talked to the coaches about that, and I'm certainly get, trying to get better too. Um, but overall, it was a, a, the first game was a good operation. It was smooth. Guys were calm. We communicated very well, and we got what we needed to get done. Let's be clear to our audience as well. The same is true uh, Monday, Tuesday, until the injury report comes out on Wednesdays. We're not going to talk about injuries on this show during the season unless there's something you have to tell us about something significant. But overall, did you come out of it pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, we came out really good. and We're uh, the best you can come out, so we're excited about that. Let's now take a look at the Green Bay Packers. Time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bent Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Before I do that, though, because you mentioned it, game balls, uh, is that something you talk about publicly? Did, who, who did you give game balls to, or is that something you yeah, keep on it internally? Yeah, gave it to Justin Fields. Uh, defensively, it was Eddie Jackson. It was Brisker and also Dominic Robinson on defense. And then uh, uh, it was a really good job by the entire group, and uh, those guys are deserving of it, and they had a heck of a game. All right, Green Bay had a rough time up in Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings, uh, a very good football team as well, uh, really did a heck of a job, in, including uh, Justin Jefferson, who is – arguably uh, the best uh, skill position player in the division. Uh, just tore it up. They moved them all over the place. But overall, what did you see on tape quickly? I'm sure you didn't delve into it a deep, deep amount, but uh, what's your view on the Packers right out of the gate? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so, you know, these are week by week, you know, uh, it's, you can, you certainly look at the week before uh, for the, the style and the, and the play and, and you know, the, the formations they ran and, the, and all those things and what they were doing. But, to me, it's uh, it's one game at a time, and I know it's cliche, but uh, we're going to go up there Sunday night, and it's going to be our game versus them, you know, and that's uh, that's what it's going to be. So, uh, last week's last week, our game's done, their game's done, and now we got a new performance coming up. You love the history of this franchise, so the Packers are as big a story in this franchise as history as anything you'll ever find, and it's a, a very heated rivalry. Uh, will you use that to your advantage in helping? Set the tone for this week. Yeah, I mean, I will use it to some degree, but uh, to me, like I said, after the game to the players, it's all about us. It really is. It's about how we're performing and what we're doing and the style which we approach the game and, and play the game. So to me, that's most important. And uh, I think when you frame it that way, it keep guys, it keeps guys focused tight, and uh, we're excited about getting this week going. I say Aaron Rodgers. You say what? I say good player. He's a good player, and uh, he's been a good player in this league for a long time. He's won a lot of football games, and uh, we're excited about facing him this week. How many times have you faced Aaron Rodgers? Do you know? Because I didn't look it up. I want to say three, maybe four. A couple times in Dallas, and then in 2020 we faced him uh, when I was at Indianapolis. Okay, so you get a pretty good idea of what he's all about. But that running game, 
is a great one-two punch there, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I suspect that will be a primary focus for your defense. Yeah, and it's really just a primary focus for us. You yeah. know, we have to improve on that. Just like I, told, I said on the onset, the offense has got to do a really good job of running the ball more effectively, and defense has to do a better job of stopping it. And uh, that's something we're going to be working on this week hard. What do you think of their defensive front? Uh, just like the 49ers last year, a, a team that finished in the top 10 in points allowed and yards allowed. Yeah, they have a strong front. They really do, and their front seven's strong. You know, I know they were missing a missing a backer or two inside there yesterday, but uh, you know we'll see who's who's up and who's down. But uh, it's going to be a big challenge for our offense. All right. Well, good luck with your preparation, and you made it through your first full Bears coaches show. There you go. I appreciate it. Thank Many you. more to go. Thank you very much. Thanks to our producers Keith Johnson, Dan Brilli, and Jordan Treadup for Bears head coach Matty Rufalus. I'm Jeff Joniak. Week two kicks off at Lambeau in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Pre-game at four. Kickoff at seven twenty, and we'll be enjoying the show coming up. If you're listening to WBBM on seven eighty, we're now going to join Monday Night Football between the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks, already in progress. If you want news, make sure you're on one hundred five nine FM or listening to our stream on the Odyssey app. This is News Radio one hundred five nine WBBM. Have a great night, everybody.